Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, April 15th, 2021. Stand up for your country. A lot of really interesting things uh, happening today. Um, let's begin, as we usually do, with President Biden's schedule. All right. So at 1230, that was the first thing he had. Vice President and the president have lunch. Wow. Then, an hour and a half later, the president and vice president meet with Congressional Asian Pacific Caucus Executive Committee members. Now, what is that? That's a lobbying group within Congress. So they meet with them. That's it. That's the day. Boy, I wish I had that job. Now, to be fair, and we try to be. President Biden did make a decision yesterday to remove American troops from Afghanistan by September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the Al-Qaeda attack. Uh, And he also has slapped some sanctions on Russia for misbehaving. The sanctions are no big deal. It's basically he's going to expel a few people from the Russian embassy in Washington. They're spies. Everybody knows. Um, And then there are certain people who can't come here. That's all it is. And then in Afghanistan, I think it's a mistake. What I would do if I were president would leave 1,000 special forces at Bagram Air Force Base, where I've been, um, just in case there's an emergency situation. Because the Taliban, you know they're going to try to take over the government, and we don't know how strong the Afghan forces are. I understand all this. Um, I understand that. We can't be there forever, but we have been in Korea and Germany since World War II. We're in Iraq, small force. Why couldn't we just have a small force in Afghanistan? Thousand special forces. Background, big Air Force base, very protected. In fact, last year, 2020, there were 11 U.S. military casualties in Afghanistan. All right. Um, And so it's not that the U.S. forces are in danger, but they can... Uh, the special forces could do some good, though, if the Taliban gets out of control. That's what I would have done. Okay, um, let's move along to the lead story of the day, which is packing the Supreme Court. Now, I told you this was never going to happen. I know people are upset. You should be upset. You should be upset that Congressman Gerald Nadler from New York City and Senator Ed Markey from Massachusetts, they want to pack the court. So their vision is that Congress would pass a law saying that Supreme Court justices are rise from 9 to 13. And then Biden would sign the law. And then who appoints the four new ones? Well, that would be Joe Biden. And he's going to appoint far left loons. That's the play. But it's clearly unconstitutional. Everyone knows that it would never if it's not going to pass because Nancy Pelosi came out a few hours ago and said, no, I don't want this. I'm not even going to introduce it. Now, the reason that Pelosi doesn't want it is not fairness or what's good for the country. She knows there is a ferocious backlash building against the Democratic Party. And that is going to be played out in 2022. Okay, 
that Americans don't want a radical left government. We have a radical left president. Joe Biden, as I said yesterday, is the most liberal president in our history. And it's not even close. FDR is second. But again, FDR is an asterisk because he had to employ big government to keep people from starving during the Depression, the Great Depression. All right, so I wouldn't worry about this, but it is our lead story because just the fact that many Democrats want this is terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. They don't want a two-party system of checks and balances. They want a left-wing dictatorship, a one-party country like they have in California and New York. All right, so Pelosi steps up fast and says, no, not going to do it. Down to the border. So Vice President Harris is going to travel to Guatemala and Mexico, but not to the border. So, you know, President Biden, as you'll remember, appointed her to get the border under control. But she's not going there because she knows she's not going to be able to get the border under control. So she's going to Guatemala and Mexico. And I've been to both countries a number of times. I know the countries. And what's she going to do? No one knows, including her. Well, we're going to deal with the underlying problems that cause mass migration to the United States. Well, you would have to start with the Aztecs and the Incas and the Spanish explorers who came over and wiped them out and then instituted a corrupt government in both Mexico and Guatemala, which is extended into 2021. That's how far you got to go back. I'd love to give Vice President Harris a little history quiz on Central America and Mexico. See how much he really knows about the underlying conditions. They are corrupt governments run by strong men. Mexico's run by the drug cartels. Drug cartels run Mexico. They do what they want. If you don't like it, they shoot you in the head. They shoot journalists. They shoot mayors. They shoot senators. They, they'll shoot the president if the president cracks down on them. And here's the backup. I spoke to President Trump personally about designated the Mexican drug cartels as terrorist groups. He was for the idea that would allow the American government to drone the cartel leaders and our special forces to be dropped into that country without even telling the Mexican government and do what they had to do to break the power of the drug cartels. That's what happens when you designate a group, a terrorist group. So Trump was thinking about it, but he didn't do it because Obrador, the president of Mexico, didn't want that. That would be an embarrassment to him, obviously. All right. The Yankees have to come in and solve our drug problem. So the deal was made that Obrador would crack down on migration. He'd use his military to stop them from coming in from Guatemala and put them on the northern border as well, which he did. And that's what stopped the caravans and the mass migration. Biden wiped that out. Now, Biden's not going to designate anybody a terror group. He didn't even want the special forces raid on bin Laden. You remember that. Okay, so Kamala Harris is going to waste our taxpayer money by going down to Guatemala and Mexico 
And the Guatemalan president, Alejandro Gamate, he doesn't even want to see her. He's blaming President Biden for the whole thing. Roll the tape. I believe in the first few weeks of the Biden administration, messages were confusing. There were compassionate messages that were understood by people in our country, especially the coyotes, to tell families, we'll take the children. The children can go in, and once the children are there, they will call their parents. Absolutely 100% correct. All right. President Gamate must be watching the No Spin News. This is exactly what happened. Okay. But President Biden, okay, let's get to race. So um, the police officer who shot and killed Dante Wright has been released on $100,000 bail. Ironically, that was the same bail given to Mr. Wright uh, last year for allegedly robbing a woman and using a gun in the process. And then Mr. Wright didn't show up for his court hearing after being bailed out. So there was a warrant for his arrest, which is why police tried to detain him. Okay, so this police officer, Kim Potter, she's in big trouble. Obviously, we know that. And no matter how you feel about um, Mr. Wright, and I feel terrible for him and his family. All right. I don't I'm not happy that a human being who served in law enforcement for 26 years, her life is over. She'll probably be sent to prison. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is that the anti-American criminals who want to loot and burn and hurt people were out again last night in Brooklyn, Minnesota. Um, There were a couple of hundred of them. Now, let's give the Minnesota authorities credit for putting in the National Guard, setting up an area where they couldn't get to the retail stores. So what did they do? They attack a CNN crew. Go. No, 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 It's all peace, baby. It's all peace. It's all peace. Okay, that's who these people are. All right. It's people that they're not protesting the death of Dante Wright. They just want to hurt people and they want to steal and they want to burn people down. That's what they want to do. Okay, so let's be honest and let's say what it is. So that CNN crew, they're in danger. So is every crew. And why why would you want to hurt a CNN crew? CNN is sympathetic to your cause. Okay, unbelievable. So Ben and Jerry, they sold their ice cream concern to somebody. I don't know who it is, but Ben and Jerry are still radical leftists. And they put out a statement uh, that I think you need to know about because I don't buy Ben and Jerry ice cream. Um, And it's good ice cream, but I'm not buying it. So here's what Ben and Jerry's official Twitter account says, quote, the murder of Dante Wright is rooted in white supremacy and results from the intentional criminalization of black and brown communities. This system cannot be reformed. It must be dismantled and a real system of public safety rebuilt from the ground up. Defund the police. All right. So these have always been radical leftists. They're buddies with uh, Bernie Sanders and all that. Just you should know all this. Okay. Okay. Now we go down to Minneapolis, uh, about a dozen miles south of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. So the Derek Chauvin trial testimony is over. 
uh, the former police officer who's charged with killing George Floyd did not take the stand in his own defense. Colossal mistake. The only chance that Derek Chauvin had to stay out of prison was to get up on the stand, look the jury in the eye and say, this is what happened. This is what was going on. He didn't. I guess his lawyers didn't want him or whatever. That is one of the worst mistakes I've ever seen covering the criminal justice system. So you can expect, and closing arguments begin Monday, the jury will get it Tuesday. The jury will take a few hours, will come back, and Mr. Chauvin will be convicted. I don't know of what, but he'll probably get 10 years in prison. You're going to prison. And again, the only chance he had to avoid that was to convince the jury that he did not have malicious intent, that he did not do anything illegal, and that he's very, very sorry this whole thing happened. And even then, the odds were that he was going to get convicted. So that's that. Now, on race, I, uh, I've been looking into this pretty heavily because it's a very troubling situation for me as an American. All right. I, this race thing. I've never been a skin color guy. If you read my bio, A Bold Fresh Piece of Humanity, my boyhood idol was Willie Mays. All right. And in my Levittown neighborhood, blacks were not allowed to buy houses. They had to live on the other side of Westbury. All right. But I never remember my parents or any of my close friends disparaging blacks. There were kids who did that, but we didn't hang with them. Okay, and we admired black people, all right, that were famous. And I did. I have never in my life, and I played sports, I was the only white guy on an all black baseball team called the Brooklyn Monarchs when I was about 20 years old. All right, I, I loved it. So I'm not a skin color guy, and I hate all this skin color business. Now, in 2013, that's eight years ago, there was a Gallup poll on racial tensions in America. And that poll said that Americans felt race relations were very or somewhat good to the tune of 70%. This is black, white, everybody. 70% of Americans back in 2013 said, it's pretty good here in this country. All right? Bad was 30%. Again, eight years ago. In 2019, all right, there was uh, another poll. And uh, that poll, 2020, I'm sorry, we have an update here. 2020 Gallup poll. Good or somewhat good, 44%. Bad or somewhat bad, 55%. Look at the shift. It's incredible. So what happened in the interim? Well, there were police shootings of black people, but not many, not many, but every one of them was hyped by the media. So uh, a man named Eric Kaufman, who's a professor of politics at the University of London, where I attended my third year in college, I went to the University of London, um, he did a study and he said in 2011, the terms racist, racism accounted for 
of all the words in the New York Times and Washington Post. In 2019, okay, the words racism, racist, all of that increased 700% in those two newspapers. So you can make an argument, as Professor Kaufman does, that the media coverage of this, the hysterical coverage in some areas, and you'll remember uh, the Missouri Brown coverage, Michael Brown, was hysterical. All right, hands up, don't shoot. Remember that? You can make an argument that that media, not actual real life, has turned this country against one another. And that's what the study basically implies. Now, the population in America breaks down this way. 60% white, 18% Hispanic, 13% black, and 6% Asian. Okay, so by far, whites are still the majority. The Hispanic population, with all of the undocumented immigration, is rising quickly. The black population is staying the same at 13. Why? Because of the colossal, second time I've used that word, let's say the amazing abortion rate among African Americans. So the birth rate very low and the abortion rate is very high. So 13% is, is stable. It's the Hispanic community that's growing. Now, median income. Median income for whites in America, $76,000, okay? For Asians, $98,000, median income. That means half or more, half or less, $98,000 for Asians. Hispanics, $56,000. Blacks, $45,000. So blacks are at the bottom end of the income chart. However, however, from 2015 to 19, that's basically the Trump administration, the median income for blacks was 15% increase. The median income for whites was 12%, even with all those white billionaires you always hear about. So blacks have a 3% higher medium income in that four-year period. Now, if we're a white supremacist, so blacks are doing better proportionately than whites. So all of these things nobody knows about. The media are never going to report this because it goes against their narrative that the United States is a patriarchy dominated by white men who want to hurt everybody else. So there are the facts. Okay. Now, if you are a person who lives your life conscious of other people's skin color, you need to sit down and figure out why. Okay? Because that's not the future of this country. We all have to try to respect each other. Now, if you look at the military, military is the best example of this, okay? That is an organization that's protecting all of us, but that doesn't have 
this kind of hierarchical problem. All right, you go in, it's a meritocracy. Now, some people will say, no, it's not okay. If that's what you want to do, fine. But I don't agree with that. So in my life, I try to treat everybody initially with respect. All right. If as things unfold, I learn they don't deserve respect, then I alter my thinking. But if I meet somebody, I don't care what color they are. If I'm trying to hire people, I couldn't care less what color they are. I'm trying to get the best person, the person that's going to help my organization. I don't care. I don't have a count. I don't have a litmus test. All right. And I think if we all did that, every one of us in this country, all 330 million of us, respected the other person based upon who they are, Martin Luther King, content of their character, rather than what they look like, we'd be so much stronger. The country would be so much more vibrant. But now we're being torn apart by race thanks to the media and fanatics on both sides. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Now, Disney. I told you yesterday that Disney has just lost it, all right? Now, if you go to Disney World and Disneyland, not only will it cost you more than $500 for a day, if you have four, two kids, your wife, and yourself, um, now Goofy is going to have a tat. Because tattoos are okay. Cross-dressing is okay. These are the new rules to be inclusive at the theme parks. All right. It's dumb. It is unnecessary, but that's what they're doing. You can choose to go to the park or not. The TV arm of Disney is ABC. Okay? The woman who runs ABC is named Dana Walden. She's the entertainment director. So Dana Walden now says, we're not going to put on the best shows. We're going to put on politically correct shows. Quote Dana Walden. I will tell you for the first time, we received some incredibly well-written scripts that did not satisfy our standards in terms of inclusion. And we passed on them. That's not going to get on the air anymore because that's not what our audience wants. That's not a reflection of our audience. And I feel good about the direction we're moving, unquote. Well, I feel good, Dana, about the direction that I'm moving. 
which is totally away from Disney and ABC. Because now what you're saying is you have to be a certain color or ethnicity for us to buy your product, no matter how good it is. How un-American is the Walt Disney Company? Please. Black Lives Matter Global Foundation leader Patrice Cullors. Patrice is proud Marxist. Well, as we reported this week, the proud Marxist Miss Cullors has bought four properties, including one for $1.4 million in the all-white Topanga Canyon neighborhood north of Los Angeles. That's pretty good when Marxism says there shouldn't be any such thing as private property. It's also pretty good because Patrice Cullors doesn't seem to have that kind of money or income. She teaches at a small college. But $90 million have been donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. So maybe that's in play. All right. So Patrice heard criticism from here and other places. And then Black Lives Matter Global Foundation issued a big statement. All right. We'll put it up on the screen. Patrice's work for black people over the years has made her and others who align with the fight for black liberation targets of racist violence. The narratives being spread about Patrice have been generated by right wing forces intent on reducing the support and influence of a movement that is larger than any one organization. This right wing offensive not only puts Patrice, her child and her loved ones in harm's way, it also continues a tradition of terror by white supremacists against black activists. All black activists know the fear of these malicious and serious actions are meant to instill. The fear of being silenced, the trauma of being targeted, the torture of feeling one's family is exposed to danger just for speaking out against unjust systems. Oh, so it's not about Marxism or acquiring property that goes against your stated philosophy. It's about white supremacy. Sure. Okay, so the Minnesota Timberwolves NBA basketball team had to play a game last night uh, amidst a lot of racial tension, as you know, in Minneapolis. They played the Brooklyn Nets, and before the game, the players came out on the court with T-shirts. Let's see them, please. All right, the T-shirts said, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, so all the players wore those T-shirts. Now... My comment is this. I would have proudly worn that T-shirt. I want liberty and justice for all. That is a very worthy slogan. And I am glad, instead of insulting the flag or kneeling down or doing all that, that we have a positive message on that shirt. And liberty and justice for all. Yes. COVID update. All right, in the USA, about 40% of us have one or two vaxes. All right, and it's going to be, by the end of this month, close to 50%. So we're doing well. In Europe, 7.5% are fully vaxxed. 7.5% in the EU. (laughs) That's terrible. And so they're shutting everything down. 
In Canada, 16 percent, 16, one or two shots. So we're at 40, Canada, 16. Why? Because we developed the vaccines, because we're a capitalist country, and that's what capitalists do. Tennessee says the government, state government, cannot issue vaccine passports. They voted 27 to 3, and the Senate bill was passed, and it will become law in Tennessee. Uh, Poll. This is Monmouth, not a good outfit, okay? Uh, But I'll read you what they said. Have you received at least one dose of COVID COVID vaccine or not? Okay. Fourth line, likely will never get vaccinated, 21%. I think that's right. I think 21% of Americans aren't going to get vaccinated. They think it's a government plot or they think they'll get sick or they don't trust vaxes or they don't like Anthony Fauci, whatever it may be. I think that's right. But if 80% of Americans do get vaxxed, then the pandemic will subside. Drug overdose deaths, record. Okay, in the next, um, in the last 12 months, through the roof, 87,000 Americans at least died from drug overdoses. Why? Because of COVID. I mean, probably about 70%. 70,000 would have died, maybe 75, but people are isolated and they're bored, all right? They should be reading and learning and doing those things, but they're not. They're bored, so they want to get high. But here's the crux of this. The fentanyl and the heroin and all this that are killing people is so cheap because of the open border. That's why it's cheap. They get tons of this stuff in here, and they get it all over the place, 87,000. OD deaths. All right, best countries and worst countries in the world. Let's pop the worst countries up. Um, beginning with number 69, Guatemala, then Oman, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Lebanon, Belarus, Serbia, El Salvador, and the worst country on earth is Iraq. Now, I have been to Guatemala. Not a great place, I have to say. Very poor, very corrupt. I've been to Serbia, kind of dangerous, a lot of tribalism, ethnicity problems there. El Salvador, very corrupt, very poor. I was there covering a war in the 80s. And Iraq, I've been there, awful. I don't don't know how anybody could live in Iraq. How about the best countries? All right, let's start from number 10, the Netherlands. That's Holland. I've been there. Nice country, very permissive, uh, very PC, but I, I enjoyed my time in Holland. Cold, that wind coming off the North Sea, turn your head around. Sweden, same thing. Uh, 10 million Swedes, nice country, very, you know, socialistic. England, I lived there for a year. I love England. Not as much as Ireland, but I love it. It's a good country. Then New Zealand, have not been, want to go. USA is six. We're the sixth best country, and I'll tell you the criteria in a moment. Now, here are the top five. Australia, mate, uh, been there. Very much like the USA. I mean, they hate me when I say that, but it is. But it's a sparsely populated, beautiful coastline. Everything seems to work pretty well there. Switzerland, love it. Love the Alps. Everything works. Great place to visit. Germany, oh, like the southern part, the northern part in Berlin, not so much. 
Japan, been there a few times. I wouldn't live there. Racist country, by the way. I'm sorry to say that. But if you're non-Japanese, you got a little problem. And then Canada is the best country on earth, even though they can't get vaxxed. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) And I like going to Canada. Beautiful. I've been pretty much every province in Canada. I've been in the Yukon. I mean, that's how much I know about Canada. Is not the opportunity is not nearly what it is here. So uh, this was a U.S. News and World Report based on entrepreneurship. That means starting up a business, quality of life. That could be anything. Social purpose. That could be anything. Cultural influence. That could be anything. Open for business. Well, USA is open for business. They're number one. And power. We're of course the most powerful country. Um, okay. So there you have it. Be thankful that you live in America. I am. Ellen, ratings are cratering. They're now below a million viewers for each program. 43% decline this year since uh, they said Ellen was mean. I don't know really what's going on with that. I mean, I don't watch a lot of daytime TV. But I do know what's going on with late night. So in the week of April 4th, uh, Jimmy Kimmel had a million and a half viewers. That's all he had. Uh, Fallon had a million 400,000 viewers. Remember, Carson used to do 9 million a night. And Colbert used to have 3.5 million. He's now below 2 million, a million nine. So Colbert is first, Kimmel, and then Fallon. But nobody's watching. Nobody's watching because it's not funny. Not funny, as John Mulaney quotes Mick Jagger as saying. Not funny. They're not. It's political. I think of this. Well, I'm not even going to bother. Um, this day in history, April 15, 1955, the first McDonald's restaurant was open. It's founded by a guy named Ray Kroc, uh, lived in Southern California. He sold malted milk machines. This guy went around to all the restaurants. He noticed that one restaurant, uh, was getting a lot of people and they only served three things, burgers, fries, and Coke, Coca-Cola, not cocaine. All right. So Kroc convinced a couple of people to come in with him. And on April 15th, 1955, he opened the first McDonald's in suburban Illinois. Okay. Today, there are 38,000 McDonald's in 100 countries. So what was the secret? Two secrets. The stuff tasted good. It was greasy. still is. And they throw onions and all that stuff on there. But it, and it's cheap. It's cheap. Now, if you eat a lot of fast food, you're going to get fat. They don't tell you that. I mean, a Happy Meal doesn't say, you'll be happy, but chubby. Doesn't say that. But you got to give the entrepreneurial instinct of Ray Kroc, got to give him credit. This is the most successful food corporation in the world. It sells three billion burgers every year. That's 5,000 McDonald burgers sold every minute of every day. Good mail segment and a final thought that will help your life. Coming right up. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. 
Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Marsha Anastasi, Woburn, Massachusetts, suburb of Boston. Bill, I know you say this country goes through cycles. In my opinion, we're stuck now. What seems to be a hopeless one. When and how do you see this cycle ending as early as 2022, Marsha? I believe, and I wrote a column, I hope you read it, okay? Uh, The trifecta of chaos on BillOReilly.com. I believe that the progressive left, the far left, has now alienated many, many people who voted for Joe Biden. Now, you know, conservative traditional Americans can't stand what's going on. But the key is to get the independents and the people who didn't like Donald Trump, who voted for Biden, back. And I think you're going to see that in 2022. I could be wrong. Michael Peluso, Massapequa Park, New York. Bill, after hearing about the Democratic plan to pack the court, it's obvious we are facing an authoritarianism dictatorship of our country. The Marxists have taken over. No, they haven't. Not yet. They want to take over. And there are plenty of very irresponsible and dangerous Congress people and senators. But they haven't taken over yet. And Pelosi backed away from the packing of the court today for reasons that I stated. Lyndon Shoemaker, Terrell, Texas. On Wednesday's No Spin News, you alleged that police officers treat black people differently. What evidence can you point to to back that statement up? Lyndon, I did not allege anything. What I said was... Many African-Americans believe the police treat blacks differently than whites. So that's a mistake that anybody could make, Lyndon. I'm not scolding you. But this is a very intense, fact-driven show. And I always say, you know, take a pen and a pad and write down stuff. Because I did not say that wasn't my opinion. That's what many African-Americans believe. Um, Tanya, concierge member, Bill, do you know why black people think they are being treated differently by police? Because the media tells them so. The media is a little bit of it, as we said. But there are enough anecdotal stories among African-American communities that this gets out. So I have a bunch of African-American friends that I've known for years. All right. And most all of them have been treated pretty roughly by the police at one time or another, or at least family members have. They know somebody who has. So that's what happens. Now, is it worse than whites? I mean, whites have been treated roughly by police. But you have to understand that skin color has always been an issue in this country. Shouldn't have been, but it was. It's beginning with slavery. So you can understand why many African-Americans believe that the police treat them differently. John, 
Bill, you are 100% right on the sugar story. Several years ago, I made the decision to cut down sugar and went cold turkey. My waist measurement has come from 40 to 36, and I feel so much better. Sugar is tough. Sugar is very, very tough. William, concierge member, William says very simply, thank God I cannot afford to go to Disneyland. <laughs> You're better off, William. You're better off. Deb Granith, Flemington, New Jersey. Other than when President Reagan was diminished after the assassination attempt, have we ever had a president as diminished as Joe Biden is now? Let's give uh, another few months on Mr. Biden. We've had some bad presidents. Um, Warren Harding, awful. Uh, James Buchanan, the worst. Franklin Pierce, terrible. So we've had them. Were they diminished in office? We didn't have reportage back then like we do now. But there's no question in my mind that Joe Biden is not operating uh, at 100% capacity. Jessica Lilly, West Palm Beach, Florida. Mr. O, I have three brothers who smoke pot, and they all went on to stronger drugs. They're all clean now, thankfully, but I will never support legalizing recreational marijuana. Jessica, you are one of millions, okay, millions. Legalization of marijuana is not going to help this country. Michael Hone, Beaverton, Oregon, suburb of Portland. On this day in history, um, you mentioned it was the day of the assassination of President Lincoln and your book, Killing Lincoln, and I agree it's one of the best books. However, I think you should also mention your movie, Killing Lincoln. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Killing Lincoln, you can rent it for four bucks on demand. Tom Hanks narrates it. All right. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you very much for pointing that out, Michael. Um, Mark Espo, Denver, Colorado. I'm glad you brought up Killing Lincoln in the No Spin News. I'm not a big reader, but when I read that book, it was like watching a movie. It was that good. Killing Lincoln's still selling. It's still selling. Wrote it 11 years ago. Howard Pound Powders, Sun City, Florida, Florida. A generous, riveting excerpt from your latest book, Bill, begs for more. The book is Killing the Mob, May 4th. We have an excerpt on BillOReilly.com, free. I hope you pre-order the book this weekend. You'll get it first. And 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. So read the excerpt. It's about Al Capone. And I think you'll like it. Thank you, Howard, for reading it and reminding everybody. Word of the day, do not be truculent when writing to the Nosebin News. Back in a moment. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. 
All right, here's the final thought of the day. You know, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do BillOReilly.com. I could retire. But the reason I do it is because I think I'm doing some good for the country and for you. So our website is built to give you information, honest information. And we do that. We've done it for four years. All right. And we have been fantastically successful. Now, about a year ago, I opened up the concierge membership. So you can become a premium member and see us every night as you do. But you can become a concierge member on BillOReilly.com. This is a direct access thing. So there are two um, parts of it. Number one, if you want more information about a certain story that interests you, you just email me directly and I'll give you that information, whatever you seek. Number two, if you have a problem in your life, we are problem solvers here. We have tremendous resources here. You write us about your problem and we'll try to help you. Sometimes we can't, but we'll always try. Now, I can't give financial advice or health advice. I'm not, uh, you know, a stock picker or a doctor. But I can, you know, direct you to places that will help you. So I want you to know if you want to become a concierge membership uh, member, just put it up on the screen here. It's easy. Um, You just go to BillOReilly.com and there's a circle. You hit it. It's a little bit more money, but look. You get free book, Killing the Mob, Killing Crazy Girls, whatever you want. You get huge discounts for Mother's, Father's Day, Christmas, birthdays, whatever you want on all our good stuff. So you make your money back. And uh, it's a free sign book, by the way. It's a free sign book, not just a regular book. So we're trying to make this as, as, um, as attractive as possible. So you do it because that's why I'm in business. My slogan has always been, we're looking out for you. You remember that. And we are. That's why I'm here. So I hope you consider concierge membership. Talk to you soon.